for our guys. You, I know you want to watch him celebrate, but I have to ask about Tyson Walker. You go into the transfer portal and get a kid from New York City. How tough was he tonight? Well, we're going home. And the first, I told him two things. You get me there. I want a cab ride and one of them big slices of pizza. So that's what Tyson owes me. He can pay for it with his NIL money. Man, first thing I want to do when I get to New York City is hop in a cab. I'm Dave. It's the Too Much Dip Podcast. It's Monday. In studio with me today. Let's mix it up a little bit. It's KJ Ellis. What's good, fellas? Keep All that right. posture the whole episode, please. Yeah, what are you doing? He knows what he's doing. He's, he's, he's doing a solid for your boy right now. <laughs> Dylan had one rule. He said, "If you're going to be in studio, you got to slouch a little bit, or we got to cut down the legs of those those ch that chair." There's Sorry, I'm rumor. fucking with my mic a lot. Yeah, it's um, it's it's noticeable. After a week of like retooling everything in my home setup and then just leaving it, I'm like hyper aware of trying not to uh, make the good folks at home listen to me fade in and fade out every time I say something. No audio issues today. There was a rumor that you would be sitting next to me uh, at some point, but there will be no Tiny David today. I was going to say, <laughs> from experience, you don't want that smoke, Dave. No, we've learned that. We've all learned that. That voice you hear is Dylan Shivery. Uh, ha very happy to be here, actually. Good to see you, KJ. Boy, it felt uh, tremendous to walk back into uh, the People Cave. It's nothing like I recall. Um, I believe... Y'all don't, we'd only been here for maybe two months. The last time I recorded here, last March, I want to say, somewhere around then. Beautiful. We rotated the whole set. Absolutely. We flipped the script on them. And it's not scorchingly hot. I feel like this was uh, a hot box back then. It still gets a little hot. A little toasty. A little toasty in here. But we sometimes hot box it in here. Okay. That's just the content we're producing. Yeah. That's usually how that goes. Hey, um, you two fellers are married, right? Yeah. Yep. I reckon I am. Okay. Marriage number two. Um, okay. <laughs> Facts, I guess. Uh, let me ask you this. Can you relate? This new segment is called Can You Relate? Larsa Pippen, of course, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, claims that they would have sex four times a night during their 23-year marriage. Every night. Go ahead. Didn't she say that about her her new relationship with Marcus Jordan, or was that about Scotty? Or maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. It could be both. But she's um, claiming that her and Scotty were doing it four times. You know that that gif where the guy has on like seven seven uh, caps. <laughs> that's me right now. That because I'm that's cap. All cap. Um, this sounds like some red table Jada Pinkett Smith shit. Okay. Explain. Like this is um, nobody asked, and you're gonna show up uh, over talking about your sex capades at this age. Like, good for you. This is cap. No. I agree. It's it's also a lie, but like, I don't care how many times your lady uh, w wants to run it back. <laughs> there are the male body has a certain limit, David. But okay, something you're not factoring into this, Scotty Pippen. An elite level athlete. Okay. 
What's your point? I'm saying that he might have stupid dick game. No. <laughs> nah. I what don't you understand possible. about that? I would only bring up the fact that he was teammates with uh, the worm, who if anybody has access to any aftermarket sex pills that like can give you a little extra something, it might be Dennis Rodman. So his last name is literally Rodman. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> He's notably broken his own penis once before. Oh God. Mm-hmm. 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 This is just there's not. It's just not true. You ever broken your penis? No, I haven't. Hope to never break it. We got a big show. A big show. Here in a few, we're gonna have. Uh, uh, I would say internet friend of the show, Brent Rooker, big game Brent. Not an official nickname, but one that we will give him. Uh, the 2017 National Player of the Year, college baseball. But you didn't know that. Former Bulldog. Dumb idiot. Mississippi State, quite a ball player. 23 bombs his senior year. You've Somebody never, check the wiki. You've never hit 23 <laughs> bombs in a single season. No, I have not. But I did once drop 23 stink bombs in seventh grade at the uh, middle school. I believe that. Second time stink bombs have been discussed here in the People Cave today. I'm just hoping the conversation with Brent, like – I can steer away from all of my bad takes on the college baseball world series that I've had in the past and focus on all of my like above ground, somewhat positive takes on MLB, the show, which the new game comes out here in like two weeks. So your boy might be back in on baseball is what I'm saying. When, when I asked Brent like, Hey man, can you do the show? And he was like, do you guys do a lot of baseball? Like, are y'all like real seam heads? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, man, for sure. So we're going to get a little bit inside baseball. Tonight, today, or tonight too, maybe. So I hope you guys are ready. Hope you guys did your homework. Hope you got some good questions. Wins above replacement, things of that nature, the shift. Or no more shift. Or no more. The big base. The big base. Huge base. <laughs> That's, I thought that was Randy's name. Hey, it we is. got some breaking college basketball news. Okay. I don't even understand the joke you just made, but um, we got Rick Patino, someone who – Widely rumored to be on the short list at uh, the University of Texas. He was? No, but you threw out that name once, or somebody did. No, I didn't. And I thought it'd be funny. I threw a Calipari, not Patino. Come on. St. John's. He's going to St. John's. So Patino, off the list. That is a great segue, a seamless segue into March Madness, the big game. Dylan, go ahead, because you know you wanted to do it during your intro. Opine on your Longhorns. Uh, yeah, the horns are still doing it, man. Sweet sixteen bound, knocked off Penn State, the Nittany Lions the other the other night. Uh, on a game where they hit only one three pointer, shot Whoa. many of them, only made one of them, and, and won the game. Um, so that that's that's really good to see. Shout out to local kid Dylan DeSue. I like to call him D man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double D. Uh, put up twenty eight points, and he is just playing his absolute ass off right now. Yeah, he's a baller. He is a baller, man. I had Texas going pretty far. If you guys are if you guys are interested, and I'm sure you are, my bracket is busted. However, I did have Texas making an Elite Eight and a Final Four run, really? respectively. Um, those have been rendered moot due to the uh, <laughs> Kansas and Arizona both being out of the tournament. But still, I had faith in Texas. I've watched enough of them to know that they are a very good team. And if you can win a game in the modern era by hitting one three, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. So that that's I mean, it's it's encouraging to win an ugly game offensively like that. 
Uh, the Texas defense is the the real star of this program. They they just play really really good defense, really sound defense. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, Xavier on Friday. I'm Friday glad you night. brought that up. I didn't realize they were playing Texas, but uh, as David was mentioning, that Arizona is out of it. it. Made me wonder where's Xavier at because Sean Miller, former Arizona coach, is at Xavier now. What I was most concerned about was like. Is he doing any better managing his perspiration? All right. And he's rocking quarter zips now. He looks like a normal human being who's not absolutely gone, getting pitted off of whatever he was doing in Arizona. Like, yeah. look at this, a normal, normal guy. You can't really see, yeah, but you QZs know. are in right now, yeah, AJ. It's, it's a good look. We good discussed for him. that. Yeah. Okay, he had one bad game where he sweat profusely. <laughs> that was not one Uncontrollably. Game. <laughs> more than anyone's ever sweat before. Outside of a sauna. That was readjusting to a new Adderall uh, dosage and then going outside in the middle of uh, the summer in Texas. Um, Let's take a little break because we got a guest and we got to get him on here right now. Oh, shit. Right this let's minute. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, live from Parts Unknown. The miracle of the internet. That was really my biggest question. West Coast. I think he's West Coast. Maybe he's in Arizona. We could probably ask him. We'll just ask him. It's our friend. Brent Rooker. Hi, Brent. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm good. How about y'all? Killing it, man. Just on fire right now. Yeah. Just so yeah. much momentum going right now at Wash Media. But we got We need to ask you one question. Where are you? Thank you. I was going to say, we should have asked that right before you yeah, said that. Um, <laughs> apologies for the background. There's not a ton of good options um, in the Double Tree Suites in Phoenix, Arizona. So this is kind Ooh. of the best best little mic right behind us and my bedroom behind that so we're doing we're doing our best but obviously not not a, not, not a studio like you guys got but we're making it work coming to us live from spring training i love this man this is awesome where where do y'all do it is it mesa still yeah we're in mesa down around mesa way that's what i thought <laughs> yeah. hey uh i, w- I want to to go back in time a bit to where uh covid we we hopped on the sticks maybe oh. i guess it was just once we played a little call of duty together and yeah. uh if you recall, I did we did a little trio with, with our buddy Klein. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. How'd that go? I did do. you get a dub? Uh, I don't think so. I think we made a pretty deep run. I don't think we won though, but it's been I re- I mean not officially retired. I haven't been on the sticks in a while though. Having a kid kind of really did something to that and I hadn't played in a little bit. So let me I miss uh, those days. Let me jog your memory real quick, actually, since you may have forgotten. So we we were doing a trio. <laughs> And uh, we we were dropping in of her dance, and Klein was like, "Oh, I got a I got an invite from Dave." <laughs> Klein leaves our trio. He hop. He didn't even say bye. He just dips <laughs> and joins in. And of course, he's he joins up with these two yahoos next to me to to play. And so we were just going. We were going duo into a into a. <laughs> and I was like, Brent. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, he's usually like a good guy. I don't know what the hell, what what his problem is, but like, we and I think we got a couple kills, but we didn't really stand a chance as we were two against a teams of three. So, shout out yeah, to Intern Klein. Great players, teams of three as well. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of disadvantages there. Yeah, but you know what? We still love him. The other thing we need to ask. This is very important. There was a hot debate before the show started. Of course, as everyone knows. Brent, Mississippi State Bulldog. Mm. Okay. Noted alum. Of these names, who have you met? Rafael okay. Palmero, Will Clark, okay. Mitch Moreland. 
all three. Hell yeah. Cool. I figured cool. to go yeah, three for three. Dylan was like, I bet he's never met any he's of them. He's Mr. Bulldog. <laughs> Come on. No, yeah. I know all three of those guys. All three better than me, but yeah, three really good dudes. And obviously, Mitch just retired, but um, all three guys had really good careers. Dude, will the thrill, Dave. Will the, oh, man. Those oh. are the days. And they really weren't. I was going to say, were they? <laughs> they weren't really good. It was a tough team. It's been a fan for a while. A funny Fort Clark story for you is Will has, um, I mean, I, I'm assuming none of y'all have ever met him. He is a very loud and very uh, very big presence wherever he is. Like, if he's in the room, he wants everybody to know he's in the room. And he just kind of commands a, commands a presence like that. But mm-hmm. my last year at school, um, I changed. I started, stopped playing outfield and started playing first base that year just because of our personnel. We needed a first baseman. And so after the first game, um, I played there. I get back to my phone, and I've got like 10 text messages from Will, all just like doing first base drills by himself in his garage, showing me like footwork and stuff around the base. It's like he's got like full baseball garb on, got a mitt from like 1980, whatever, just doing drills in his garage by himself, showing me, showing me what he thinks I should work on. So it's pretty cool. He, he, set, he like just set up his phone in the garage to record you, or yeah. he has someone like hold it for him? recording himself doing drills um, by himself in the garage. That's incredible. Cool. That's, that's tremendous. Where does he call home these days? Is he in the DFW area? That's a good question. I don't know. What's his address? Would- <laughs> <laughs> Where do you call home? I'm I'm very like intrigued by like the grind of the baseball life. Like, you know, growing up in the football world, it was always very, you know, you play with your high school, you stay local. It's all kind of centralized. And kind of has like a normal linear uh, timeline. But like, how many different places have you called home? I don't know. In the last 24 months. The last last 12 months. Um, So last February and March, I was in spring training in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, From there, I went and moved into an apartment in Minneapolis, Minnesota. um, Getting ready to start the season with the Twins. Get a call on opening day. I got traded from Minnesota to San Diego. Um, and then San Diego immediately when they acquired me optioned me to triple El Paso. So I go from Minneapolis to El Paso throughout the summer with them three or four different times. I went from El Paso to San Diego, back to El Paso, back to San Diego, just kind of did the back and forth thing. Then on at the trade deadline last year, San Diego trades me to Kansas city, did the same thing there, went back and forth between Kansas city and triple A Omaha a few times. Um, and then in November, Kansas City put me on waivers and Oakland claimed me. And now I'm in spring training in Arizona. So with the last 12 months, it's been kind of all over the place, moving back and forth between, I guess, four teams, um, two different levels. Now, I don't think I was ever in the same place for more than two or three weeks at a time last year um, throughout the season. So I just kind of lived out of my car, lived out of hotels and various Airbnbs throughout the season. But in the offseason, to answer your question, uh, right outside Memphis in Germantown, um, Tennessee yeah. is, is where I live uh, in the offseason. Where I'm from, where I grew up, that's where I'm at. Um, in the winter during the offseason. It's tremendous. Hey, um, another important question here. How many Bluetooth speakers do you have? <laughs> two on me right now. Fuck yeah. With another three or four probably at home. So I'm, I'm well stocked up in Bluetooth so speakers. And- future's looking pretty bright, financially speaking. <laughs> sure answer, but- what is your, what is the spring training schedule looks like? Like, is it, I mean, I, I assume you have like daily I'm, I'm not even going to try to fill in the blanks here. You just tell us what, what the schedule looks like. Yeah, um, average day will be get to the field around 7, 7.30-ish. 
do what you need to do. Um, get your body ready, you know, treatment, training room stuff, eat breakfast, work out if you want to, do any early work you want as far as hitting defense. Um, kind of kind of on your own there. Stretch normally 9, 30, 10. Um, and at that point, it's a team workout, you know, team defense, individual defense with, with infielders, outfielders separate. Pitchers do what they do. Uh, BP, that'll run from 9.30 to 11.30 maybe, and then games every day at 1. And then um, from a playing schedule, normally you don't play every day. Um, you play maybe anywhere between 50 to 75% of the games, depending on who you are and kind of what your standing and status on the team is. Um, so it's a pretty – pretty um routine um pretty standard schedule day-to-day doing the same thing pretty consistently that's the way it is in the season too um so uh, overall your longest days are going to run from 7 to 334 kind of depending on um how long you, if you play in the game how long you play in the game and then and then just kind of the various things but it's, it's, it's pretty uniform pretty standard across the league and across all um teams got it got it you playing any golf out there yeah i played yesterday um i played three <laughs> rounds then uh, days that you don't play in the game, normally most guys try to go get out. Or if you, you know, some you'll play four or five innings some games and come out, you can go get nine after that or something. But um, we try to play as much as we can. What kind of swing speed are we looking at? <laughs> um, I know, uh, we'll swing the driver between one fifteen and one twenty. Not, I mean, pretty good, pretty good. Nothing. There's some guys who are faster and longer than me for sure, but um, uh, you know, we, we'll keep it up there around one twenty on a good day, I'd say. Okay. We got to talk to you about the the new baseball rules. Obviously, a lot of people are discussing that. Um, how are you adjusting? Do I guess mainly like the you know the pitch clock is the big one because I'm watching videos of these like really quick innings or really quick half innings, and it seems like, I mean, as a pitcher, obviously, but even as a batter, it it, it seems like it's got to be just constantly like you know, top of mind? Like, do you feel like you have to speed everything up? Does it feel unnatural? Are you adjusting to it well? How's that all going? Yeah. The thing about that is we had, in AAA last year, we had all these rules. So they kind of experimented with them last year in AAA. So the times that I was in AAA, I played with them. Anybody who had AAA time last year is, is kind of familiar and used to them by now. It's the guys who haven't been in the big leagues for a few years and haven't been down in the minor leagues in a while. They're kind of having to adjust to it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say... At, at, during spring training, it feels like the clock is quicker than it was last year in AAA, and I think that's because they're just trying to make it a point and trying to make guys adjust to it um, as fast as possible. So it seems like they're starting. I mean, obviously the, the time is the same, but they're starting the clock quicker and earlier. It's supposed to be, I think, when the pitcher steps back on the dirt um, is when the, 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 the clock for the next pitch starts. And it seems like they're kind of jumping the gun a little bit, trying to make guys get used to it and adjust faster. Um, so there are guys having a little bit of trouble with it, but I, I think after the first month or two of the season, you won't really notice anymore, and you won't really see the violation. There's some there's some things around it, just kind of some other repercussions and w- ways the game's going to change that I don't think they thought about um, when they implemented the rules. We saw it the first week or two of spring training when, um, I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but as soon as the hitter called time, um, Max Scherzer gets the ball, and he just comes set. And so immediately, immediately when the guy stepped back in the box, he would just deliver the pitch without having the guy um, giving him time to get ready or get readjusted or whatever. So little things like that that they're having to adjust for that I don't really think they thought about initially it might be where the biggest changes and the most noticeable things are. But I really think after a month or two, guys won't notice anymore, and, and fans will adjust to it pretty quickly as well. Are you pro the new pitch clock rule? I'm pretty neutral to it, honestly. I yeah. get I, I think – in watching the World Baseball Classic, I don't know what the rule is or where we stand on this. I don't think we can have it in the playoffs. It's just like it's just such a, div- a different atmosphere. 
um, in playoff scenarios and playoff situations like we're seeing the WBC is they don't have the new rules. And it's just there's the moments um, in games like that. They're they're too big um, to kind of try to rush through it. And you got to give guys time to, 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 to take a deep breath and yeah. kind of relax it and get where they need to be mentally. What about these new giant, like, cartoonish-sized <laughs> bases that you guys have now? Have you noticed those at oh, all? I don't think any players notice that yeah. in any way. When we're playing, it doesn't really make a difference. I okay. mean, they, they're saying they contribute to more stolen bases. We'll see if that's true. But <laughs> while on the field, you don't notice any difference, really. Okay. Okay. You know, anybody who followed my baseball career knows, like, <laughs> I hated the shift. <laughs> hated it. Because I mean, you were a pool hitter. Yeah. I mean, you, I was not – you just, going up, you just smacked it down the line. I just didn't have that game. What What are your thoughts <laughs> on the on the shift changes? I think that's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be good for hitters for sure. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's going to be obviously more beneficial for left-handed guys who are so pull-heavy, just because they tend to be a little bit more pull-biased than right-handed guys for whatever reason. But um, it's going to be good for hitters. I think. Like I had a hit a couple days ago in a game where I hit a ground ball, like a, a pretty a well-hit ground ball back up the middle where. The past few years, there would always be a second baseman there, and it'd be an out. And because he had to play, obviously, where he has to play with the new rules now, like he gets through for a single, and then that's a big boost. So I do think, um, I think it's going to be beneficial for hitters. And again, I think after a month or two, guys will kind of stop noticing, or fans will stop noticing it um, when watching. But there are going to be things that teams can do to, to still kind of bend the rules how they want to. I don't know if you guys, um, my old team, I was, I still follow the the. Twin social media just because I played for them for a while and um, one of Joey Gallo's first few bats there, uh, whoever they're playing, mm-hmm. the Rays or somebody just took the left fielder and just completely abandoned left field and put him where the second baseman would have been um, in the shift. So basically, there's just two outfielders, nobody in left field. <laughs> I love that. So there's now playing like deep second base. But there's going to be ways that teams to work around it like that. I just think that in doing that, um, you know, what you're giving up and the risk you're taking is going to be more, obviously, because there's just nobody in left field now. So anything that goes the opposite way, he's running for as long as he wants. Got it. This is more of a question for Dylan, um, but how do you think this, <laughs> this will affect your, your chill-to-pull ratio? <laughs> I mean, I'm at a five-to-five five now. you got to think it's going to it's gonna dip a little bit. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Dude, I did, I just remember. Did I recall you hit you hit like a, a four seventy plus home run like not so long ago that I saw on social media? Is that am I dreaming that? That was at one point. Yeah, it was one point last year. I guess I had some good. Some good How are you so time. casual about that? Like, <laughs> how far was it? Anyway, I got the first one I had last year was four seventy seven. I think I'm going to press that by saying like El Paso's at like five thousand feet okay. elevation. Don't don't <laughs> don't include that detail. No one cares about that. We just care about the four seventy seven. <laughs> You know what though? So you, you spent some time in El Paso. We got a buddy here who works in his office. He's got some land around uh, down around El Paso way. Not really that close, but West Texas. Either way, yeah. I don't know if you ever made it out to Pecos. <laughs> oh, I didn't get out that way. Okay, uh, West certainly a place. Though. The first time I ever spent time there, it's uh, it's a scene. That hey. is the best way to describe it. That is. Uh... <laughs> How uh, how familiar are you with like the our our podcast? Like I know that you like we've do you do you Very. listen to Circling Back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you going to quiz so him? I, I thought there's no. Like a I mean, uh, we, like, we were going to. We no. Is Dylan your fave? <laughs> <laughs> I've been consuming you guys' content in some fashion. For I mean, I mean, Total Frat Move was a big player amongst Let's my friend group. So I mean, like freshman, sophomore year of high school, that that Twitter account and that stuff um, got some pretty big play amongst us, you know, 
upper middle class private school kids. You would assume. Let's fucking um, go. And, Let's fucking go. And then from you know, from then on, I always listen to various shows. I could. I was trying to think earlier today. What was the name of y'all's original sports one? Um, uh, it was called uh, Backdoor Cover. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen to the Backdoor Cover song. Wow. Um, and the both obviously touching base now and a serving back out. So I've been following you guys listening for a while. Let's fucking go. Well. I was going to ask a bunch of random Memphis questions, but it was really just my obsession with the ducks at the Peabody hotel. I want to scrap yeah. all of that. Um, You're so random. I didn't even put this on the rundown, uh, but given his age and like my old man bitterness, college baseball NIL is also a thing. I had to go to the internet and make sure I was like on par with this, but given some of those changes, do you feel like, what's your take on, like, the college NIL when it comes to baseball? And do you feel any kind of like, hey, where was mine five years ago? <laughs> no, for sure. I just missed out on – I mean, nothing like the football guys think are But I missed out on a little bit of, of, of money there just being a few years too early. But the thing about college baseball is I think the NIL is going to create even a bigger gap between the elite programs and the mid-majors just because – I mean, every college, I mean, not everyone, but I'm assuming like a very large majority of college football programs make money for the school. Um, yeah. And so they are, they are all going to be able to generate NIL money. Whereas college baseball, the reality is, I think there's probably five, six, seven, maybe eight schools nationally that are actually profitable. Um, and they're, a large majority of those are going to be in the SEC, Mississippi mm-hmm. State, LSU, South Carolina, maybe Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Um, Andy, schools like it looks that. like too. Arkansas is in there, but there's just such a small number of baseball programs who are actually profitable for the university who are going to be able to generate NIL money to go get these guys and get these grad transfers and transfer portal things and things like that. I think it's going to create a pretty big gap between the elite programs and the middle, the, kind of the middle of the road programs. But we'll see how it goes next year. Like this year, LSU has an all-star team already. I mean, it's taken them like three years and they've got the best transfers from UCLA and NC State, and they're just pulling in basically whoever they want. It's because they've been able to generate the most baseball NIL money just because of the the status and the size of their program. So we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, I did miss out a little bit of money there being a little, just a little bit too old. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's been interesting to watch. Um, and I think we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll develop in a, in a similar way to football, but I just think that there's less schools that can compete in baseball than there are in football. Yeah, Texas launched, uh, it's called the Texas One Fund. It's like a general like mm-hmm. NIL fund that like literally anyone yeah. can contribute to. But when you when you donate to it, you can also select like which sport you want your money to go toward. You got to think mm-hmm. most of it's going to go to football, obviously. Sure, yeah. uh, basketball is probably even ranks before baseball and at a yeah. lot of schools, unfortunately. So, yeah. I love how he kept that like within the SEC territory, he, like pivoted straight to Texas. Is that your subtle way of just like feeling at home there? Like <laughs> no, just no. I mean, Texas is in for a uh, pretty rude awakening, I think, when it goes to the SEC. The SEC is stacked. I mean, obviously, Texas had a decent season last year. This year, they're not as good. And uh, I don't know where they are NIL-wise on, like, getting things up and, and running like he said LSU is doing. But, God, the SEC is just so stacked right now. One thing I want to follow up on you mentioned – uh, what killed your career in Verdansk or, you know, like the rest of us, you just probably got killed too many times by teens and they stopped making the game any good and made new versions. But, uh-huh. uh, your new dad, you said, yeah, she's a, she's a year and a half, but not uh, new, new. I mean, but still, 18 uh, months, yeah. Months so yeah, relatively new for sure. 
Congratulations. Just Congrats. wait. Let us be the first. Yeah. <laughs> wait till she gets like that Every- 19 month age. Like things just change. Just you wait. Bro, just wait. <laughs> Once they turn two years old, that's when everything changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I've got. Yeah, uh, been, go ahead. She was out of training a few weeks ago and she's kind of the age where she recognized me. So I was uh, I was playing outfield and she was running around like a little grass area behind the behind the fence and she ran up to the fence and kind of pointed at me and yelled dad dad and waved. So it, that was pretty cool and okay. a pretty special thing. Yeah, yeah. Never, that, that part was really fun. You're not going to forget that. That's, that's that's awesome. Mega cute. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of uh man when I was playing high school ball, I hit my <laughs> my first home run <laughs> and my mom <laughs> My mom went out to the outfield, like, you know, went over the fence, obviously, as it was a home run, and retrieved the ball and then tried to bring it to me in the dugout. I was so embarrassed. You remember that? Brett, have you have you heard me tell this story, the one that he just stole from me? I don't think so. Okay. It was a very recent episode of Circling Back, and we were talking about embarrassing stories, like, from our parents back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I, my, my first high school home run that I hit, my mom retrieved the ball and then, like, walks <laughs> to my dugout. She's like, Dylan. I got your first your first home run, Paul. Right? I was like, "Oh my god, mom! Please just go back to the stands." But she had wonderful intentions, though. That it, was uh, exactly nothing but love in her heart. She was so proud. She didn't know the the faux pas she was committing. It was it was <laughs> you know sure, from a good sure. place. And, Tell him about know, the coach. What the coach? Said. Oh yeah, next day at practice, my coach is like, you know, he gives us the whole. We have practice. He gives us like a closing remarks like a little spiel at the end he's like oh and uh, one more thing parents are not allowed in the dugout or near the dugout please don't let that happen again he wasn't speaking to me directly but he was speaking to me directly it was yeah, yeah. pretty embarrassing so Funny. love you mom i gotta ask david i almost stole your question you you want to ask what's next i want you to ask i was gonna ask about mlb the show if you don't ask okay ask him about the show <laughs> Having played games, and uh, that's that's my transition. Good intro. And being real dumb about baseball like I am. MLB, the show, once it came out on Xbox, was like my gateway to no O'Neill Cruz before he hit the majors. And I felt like I was ahead of the curve last year. Your take on, do you play that at all, A? B, like, no. is that at all, like, well, then that answered my question because I was going to be like, how good could I be at baseball if I was like real okay with the Pirates on the show? So I guess not at all. <laughs> there go, there um, goes no, my I, dreams. I I'm not going to be a manager. I haven't played the show since – I mean, I used to play probably since I was like 15 or 16, but I haven't played in a while. Um, it is very, very popular among players. Though. Like A lot of guys play and a lot of guys play a lot. It's, there's always consoles that have been set up in most clubhouses. So it, I mean, it gets a lot of run and a lot of play amongst guys in the league too, but – um, they have done a really good job the last few years of incorporating like the the prospects in it and the really young guys who are coming up and kind of doing a better job. I think promoting and marketing young young guys who are going to be the face of the league the next few years. That's been cool to watch for sure. Do you have a roommate? No, I don't. Nice. I don't know how any of that works. I guess like, do you all like? Does the team book out the hotel? Are you responsible for this individually? Like the logistics behind. Like when it comes to spring so, training and all this, like that's for spring training specifically. Um, they, there's a team hotel that you can choose to live in, or you can choose to live out. If you choose to live out, you're kind of you're responsible for finding your own apartment or Airbnb. And this year specifically, the week that we got down here, the week of report date was the waste management and the Super mm. Bowl. So you can for Airbnbs in February in Phoenix and Scottsdale were pretty outrageous. I think a, a lot of uh, a higher number of guys chose to live in the hotel this year than in previous year, just because the the price you have to pay for a month's rent in Airbnb. 
uh, in the area for February was was pretty crazy. But then once once we get into season, you go wherever you go. It's just kind of totally on your own. There's like, all right, we leave camp, find a place to live, good luck, have fun. You're on your own. Um, so it's, it's, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of logistics stuff to it. That's kind of a lot of people don't realize. Do these clubs cover your relocation? Because you you move a lot, and I, I, yeah. I imagine that's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, in like part of the CBA and, and our player association stuff, like if you if I, so say I'm in the big league in San Diego and I have an apartment there and I get optioned back to Triple El Paso, they have to take over my lease in San Diego and Got continue it. to pay that oh. and rent six different cities throughout the year. Yeah, they, interesting. They, that's the to make sure we're taking care of, we're taken care of there. Oh, okay. Dave, do your question, man. What's next for Brent Rooker in 2023? <laughs> it's a good question. So we are in, we're in the, obviously I'm with Oakland now. We're in the last week of spring training. Um, you know, kind of the last few days making final cuts. I'm just trying to make this team here and then go from there. Um, I've, I've performed and played really well in spring training. So I think I put myself in a good spot um, to try to make the opening day roster. And then, um, so obviously hopefully that happens and then, if not, then um, I will get options to AAA, go play there, and just kind of be in the same program I've been the last three or four years, try to play well in AAA, make it or get called back after the big league, which will happen at some point, and then make the most of my opportunity there um, and try to stick. That's, that's kind of the name of the game is, you know, the, the most fans kind of, you know the players you know in the MLB, and you know the guys that make it up and never look back and never go back down to AAA and just kind of stay in the big league for their whole career, but the reality is that's not the majority of guys. The majority of us are, are getting little tastes here and there and just try to perform well enough to stick and um, then establish yourself. And that's kind of the, you know, making it up, getting called up for the first time is step one and then staying at step two. And step two tends to be a little bit harder than even step one. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, like I said, I've had a good spring training. I put myself in a pretty good position, I think. So hopefully uh, things work out. If they don't, then um, I'll get another opportunity at some point this year and just try to make the most of it. Love it. Well, hey, man, good luck. We're pulling for you. KJ's got one more. Oh. We are pulling for you, though. Want to be clear. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've got to put up with like my just haphazard uh, train of thought here. Where I was going with the show questions is a uh, walkout song. To what okay. level do you get input? You know, assuming you know, you're in the bigs, whatever. What's the lingo? Make it to the bigs. Bigs. Yeah, it works. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay the show. Guys, sorry. <laughs> uh, you make it to the bigs. Like, do you have to like go communicate with the marketing person or you know stadium uh, SID or whatever and say like hey here's here's my walkout song for this month this is what I'm vibing to or like how does yeah. that come to be? Yeah, no, I mean they'll come find you and ask what you want it to be, and then if you want to change at any point, you just you text your the text our marketing guy and just let them know, and they'll take care of it for you. So it's a pretty easy process, but I mean they do they do a good job as soon as you get there, pretty much coming to find you and seeing what you want to use. And could it be the circling back or too much dip theme for a <laughs> It definitely could be. I don't know. We can work out some kind of marketing deal. Um, what uh, is it now? Say that again? What are you walking out to now? I think the last thing I used last year in Kansas City was The Well by Marcus King. Love I used. Um, and so I'll got to go back. I, I changed a decent amount. Last year, but I think that's the last one I ended on. That was uh, for the last month and a half. I was in Kansas City. I used that. Yeah, I mean, we got to get one of the theme songs, or maybe D Dylan just singing uh, his rendition of "Zombie." <laughs> yeah, that would hit real hard, <laughs> which everybody loves. I would be, I'd be a hit. I'm sure. Brent, man, appreciate you doing this on your day off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where can we? Where can the folks follow you at home? 
Happy to do it. Um, I think Instagram's what? Brent underscore Rooker 19. And then Twitter is Brent underscore Rooker 12. I changed it from 19 to 12 when I got traded to San Diego because they gave me number 12. Now I last <laughs> like months. I've had four different numbers since then, so I'm not changing it. I think Twitter is Brent underscore Rooker 12. Instagram is Brent underscore Rooker 19. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks uh, so much, man. Hey, stay healthy, yeah, Brent. Good luck. We'll catch up with you later, man. Thanks again. See Thank ya. you. Thank you, Brent. Brent Rooker, ladies and what gentlemen. What a guy. What a guy. Now we got to talk about something that I think plagues all of us. Unwanted subscriptions. Ooh. Just getting better with your money. Dylan, we've all been there. Look, you sign up for all these subscriptions. Maybe you get like a free month trial here and there, or you want to watch one single show. So you sign up for a service. You watch it, and then you kind of forget about it. You have so many that you just forget about, right? Oh. Like you're using, I don't know, maybe 60% of 70% of the ones that you really need or that you're signed up for. Yeah. Here's a crazy stat. The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. Think about that. If you think you're the only one subscribed to a handful of services, you might want to double check with Rocket Money. You can quickly identify and cancel all of your unwanted subscriptions. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch like one show or that free trial that you never even used. I did that with a, a podcast app because there was one show, and I like subscribed to it for like two years for some reason. <laughs> Just needed Rocket Money, and now I've got Rocket Money, and they will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times of customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. That's insane. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. What would you do with that kind of money? Ooh. Um, Putting I you on the get, spot. I might get... Um, uh, I might get some martinis at Matzo Ranch. <laughs> that would get you a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> that would get you a couple yeah, of those. I might have a Wagyu glizzy. That's a flight and a night uh, to go get a Wagyu glizzy. Sure. I would do martinis and glizzies. That's all yeah. I would do until I ran out of that money. It's a good way to spend $700. Yep. <laughs> Stop throwing your money away. <laughs> Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash bang. That's rocketmoney.com slash bang. Rocket money com slash bang. Let's jump right back into college basketball. Mm. The big tournament going on right now. We already covered uh, the horns and Sean Miller being the sweatiest guy <laughs> in the world, right? Which is why people tune into the show. Which is what they wanted to hear. Uh, and damn it, they're going to hear it. Two number ones have gone down. Two number twos have gone down. Of course, Purdue. Sorry, Randy, you got to talk about it. It happened. Purdue lost to Fairleigh Dickinson. Fairly Dickinson. Where is that school? You might be asking. Tell me, yourself. tell me about the Dickinson. I don't know. I don't it's know in New is. Jersey. <laughs> you know, not enough is being made. Um, Randy, on this show a mm -hmm. week ago, was I've never seen someone more negative about their one seed <laughs> in their opening round matchup, and uh, we were all like, "Dude, you're just lowering the bar. Expectations low." Well, you you kind of called it, man. What if I told you that Fairleigh Dickinson wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament? Of course, the 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson, the Knights. Neither was Purdue. 
<laughs> okay. What if I told you that the Knights uh, tied for second in the NEC? What does NEC stand for? You might be asking yourself. I don't know the answer to that, but they tied for second in that conference. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they lost the conference championship to a school called Merrimack. I've heard pa- of that. Powerhouse mm-hmm. Merrimack. Biz dev guy. However, okay. <laughs> because they were um, in, they were ineligible for the postseason because they were transitioning from Division Two. That's why Merrimack was not allowed into the tournament. What I'm trying to say is Purdue lost to a team that made it into the tournament uh, on a technicality, basically. They didn't really earn the spot. That's got to make you feel a little bit better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what if I told you that Purdue won the Big Ten, won the Big Ten tournament, and had front runner for National Player of the Year? And still lost, and I knew it was going to happen. The big dude, yeah, Edie. Edie, he's so big. He looks like Yao Ming. I, I, I don't want to. You know, he's he's just a kid. I don't want to pile on him. And Randy, I don't mean to to kick you while you're down, but he sucked. He was the whole team. Sucked he was in. useless in it that was, game. It was terrible. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, you said that you uh, you guys hit one free oh one three pointer. We hit three, and we 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 still lost. So congrats yeah. to the long three's ones. not exactly a lot. Yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, stinks, man. Well, I'm sorry, Randy. Everybody knows. Everybody saw. Even though I am, you know, riding with, uh, you know, my Spartans. Everybody knows I'm a ground floor Michigan State guy. My Bears took it last night. And you know they who they won over, right? Though, I'm sorry, let me not cut you off there. But who Michigan State beat last night? Shaka. Uh, Shaka. Shaka Smart. I was a little upset about that, as you know, a Wisconsinite. Um, having Marquette in the mix like gave us a little hope. Um, shouts to the women's hockey team, by the way, national champions. So we've got that going for us, but not being able to pull for Marquette, you know, you really, really wanted to have somebody there to fight for, fight for the state. I mentioned two number ones, one seeds went down. You don't let him get away with this. <laughs> what am I pandering to He's there? He's been there like four nobody. months. <laughs> I don't I, I stopped What? <laughs> the state. I mentioned, uh, two one seeds went down. The other one was Kansas. Kansas lost yeah. to Arkansas. In the second round, we should say that. Uh, Shout out uh, Anthony hey, Black, Duncanville, hey, Texas. Eric Musselman, head coach. Keep your shirt on, man. <laughs> Keep your shirt on. He's making a he's 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 got a little dabo to him. It's okay. not about it's not about you. You know what? I brought up in another group text what other coaches could you see doing this? And I didn't mean it from like a physical, like a great physique standpoint. It's not like Musselman's like jacked or anything. He's just, you know. Athletic older guy. Also, I think he shaves his armpits. That I think maybe, is true. He has a maybe he's has trying blonde. to avoid the Sean Miller. Oh, that's true. Maybe I has tried that hair. in high school. It but didn't work. Pete Carroll came to mind. Maybe Sean McVay, but I think Dabo's probably a yeah. top seed on that. When list, you sprint, for sure. When you sprint onto the field in front of your team, mm-hmm. the, and the all eyes on me thing. I don't, I don't know. It look. Get, let let your guys take the. Clout, You're saying he he went to the the Dabo Sweeney School of Leadership School of <laughs> Look at me douchebaggery. He's just a leader, man. I what? don't know. Uh, that's a good team, by the way. Arkansas's uh, to be dealt with still. So, but yeah, that, keep your shirt on, dog. Ooh, yeah, man. That's all it's, I'm saying, man. Been a fun tournament. Did you see Evil Eric Musselman, Mark Few, head coach of Gonzaga? Uh, they knocked off school from Fort Worth yesterday. Terrible. Uh, to see that happen, but uh, wow, it's not necessary. How have I gone like two and a half years of knowing Drew Timmy and not realizing he was from Richardson? I, I didn't know that until uh, Baylor famously defeated uh, Gonzaga in the national championship a couple years ago. 
So um, you knew it two and a half years ago. So I did know. I've known it for a while, actually. I just, I don't know why I didn't tell you, but I did know it. Um, yeah, I, he is, he is easy to hate uh, on the opposing, if you're in a, on the opposing team. I think he was getting into it with uh, TCU fans mm-hmm. uh, before I went to bed. Had one of the most egregious backdoor covers last night. Yeah. Uh, with <laughs> about what, like a 50 footer with, for nothing. With 0.7 Six, seconds left on the clock. TCU was getting four. Four and a half. Four, four and, and a half. half. Yeah. And they down did. seven. Oh my god. They rolled no, the ball in so the clock doesn't start. Yeah. For no reason at all. They just like like just you said, a, just like roll the ball down the court so it, so it, you know. And the guy throws it up from like fifteen feet beyond the three pointer, I think. Yeah. Like right past and midcourt, kinda just buries it. It was 0.5 seconds or whatever, so you had a chance to catch and shoot. Like basketball, like gives you specific. You can do a touch in, or a catch and shoot, or whatever, depending on how many seconds are on the clock. And so they rolled it in, and he didn't pull it up and like clutch or whatever. He just kind of flipped it up, and it went in, and he throws his arms up, and I love that part of it. Yeah, he kind of like does this whatever celebration, and I wish that there was a universe where like he knew. I just covered. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I just lost a lot of people money. <laughs> or won some people some money. True. Either way. Um, all in all, it's been, been a pretty fun tournament. I don't know how much uh, y'all have watched, and I really don't. Quite a bit. I'm watching, uh, you know, see if there's any dudes from my high school. Micah PV at TCU. They went out, as we just discussed. Anthony Black, uh, pretty good little freshman up there at Arkansas. Uh, Baylor's gone. I got to say Creighton. Creighton looked really, really mm-hmm. good and just outplayed Baylor, and Baylor could not stop their guards. Uh, I found myself cursing their center, who's a seven-foot white guy. And I at one point, I had to like look at myself. I was like calling this guy out. I go, dude, fuck this. I was like, fuck this bitch-ass white boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, dude, I probably shouldn't say that as a yeah. bitch-ass white boy myself. Oh, my gosh. The Blue Jays uh, evoked a little racism out of uh, – Yeah, I, I apologize to Blue Jays Nation. Shouts to uh, Creighton's in Omaha. It's a nice campus. I've driven past it. But uh, shouts to um, – I don't even know who, what I'm getting at here. But there was another team. Not Arkansas. <laughs> there were other there teams. There were other, and other teams. I don't know. Uh, I, I closed the Furman? window. Furman? Furman knocked off who? Uh, was that Virginia? That was day one. Okay. That's, I think, where I was getting at here. Starting it off from, like, the first afternoon of the first round through even last night's game, you know, end of the second round, like, tremendous. And, you know, I get why everybody loves this event. It's such a letdown to then have like four four days off and then you come back and you're like, okay, it is Sweet 16, Elite Eight, and like you're kind of interested. And then you're really just waiting on the final four. Like I will be dialed back in on like two winless teams in the XFL by the time this comes back. Yeah, I, I am super disappointed. I got to wait five days to watch, you know, Texas play again. I want them to play back to back to back. Like, do this church Take week, a day off. tournament style. Lock them in one big building. Nobody comes out until we have a winner. Day off between, <laughs> yeah, between games. What are we going to do at uh, the head coaching position, Dylan? Ooh, uh, good question, Dave. Of course, you're talking about Rodney Terry, the interim head coach of Texas. Yeah, I think I think one more win, and he kind of forces uh, Del Connie's hand. Because otherwise, if you were to, if you were to let this guy go, replace him with a, a bigger name after taking this team 
having gone what they've gone through with the whole Chris Beard situation to the Elite Eight, I think it's a bad look for Texas to like, thanks, but we're going to move on from you. I think one more one, he solidifies his spot. Yeah, I I think he's already earned it. Uh, granted, I'm, I'm not a Texas fan, but it would be – no offense. It would be very Texas to just – forget like what this guy did in his uh you know his fill-in role and like go after a name but now the patino's off the board i mean what are we gonna do there's no other names out there uh one thing he really has going for him is that his players absolutely fucking love him they are riding so hard for him after every win they like they basically like just give him a big old bear hug group group bear hug like they fucking love the guy they do and uh just as important, he's kept recruits. He's kept the you know the the number one recruit in the country, um, just Ron coincidentally Holland. from Duncanville, Texas, Player of the Year. Um, yeah, he's kept him. He's kept his commitment. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the the sizable bag that 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 young man's probably getting via the NIL um, is helping. But still, gameplay wise, he completely scrapped Chris Beard's defense, which. In Texas, if you've watched Texas play since Rodney Terry has taken over, they play incredible defense. Um, he's getting a lot of credit for the change in strategy there. They slap the ground. No, it's it's a, it's schematically. It's, it's how he changed the defense. Um, yeah, he's he's doing some great things. I, he seems extremely likable. He looks like Gus Fring of Breaking Bad. I like <laughs> the guy. Um, that is that is true. He does. I, mean, <laughs> I really like the guy, and hopefully. Um, Hopefully he advances Texas far enough to where it, this is a no-brainer decision for Doug Conte. I once saw uh, Midland Lee play in the uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. In the it was the game before Duncanville, my senior year, and uh, Eric Winston was on that team, okay. and he Football. slapped he slapped the ground. Oh, basketball. He was their center. Okay, and he slapped the ground, and it was like one of the most intimidating things I've ever seen in my life. Just because I mean, even at that point, he was a Big significantly dude. large man. Big dude. Yeah. Yeah. Any other tournament thoughts? A lot of basketball left. Um, Alabama, Houston, still in it. Two number one seeds, still alive. So Alabama doesn't have much in their way. I think for the story, I want them to win it at this point. Like they were playing in the Birmingham um, location for so basically home games. I'm going to be interested to see. If there's any additional heckling, like it's not like you're playing on college campuses a lot of these times, but we'll see. Uh, I'm curious to see like what they're following. Do you think Alabama has enough good things? I want to see how big this goes. Just uh, like if there's a bigger investigation, which like their head coach has to be put on the chopping block, but he also just, you know, has cut down the nets, taken them to a final four and potentially a championship. Like that gets tough. Yeah. Maybe like a 10-year investigation, Dylan? Right, a 10-year investigation. It's a joke Jay, for a handful you know of that, people. You know that reference? Um, no. We got, I got a video to show you after the pod. It'll be a fun, <laughs> be a fun watch. Oh, wait. This, yes, Maybe I, do it I, I know the reference, but I have not KJ, seen it. KJ, it was a 10-year investigation. What don't you understand okay. about that? Okay, let's move it on. No one talks about Micah secretly doing an interview with that guy <laughs> and then never posting it on any podcast feed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It happened. Um. Oh, wait, then I don't know the reference, but you'll show me later. It's okay. Uh, what we do here is very, very inside niche jokes. <laughs> well, fun. Fun stuff. Um, before we move on, 
Can I give a shout out to our good friends at Athletic Greens? Oh yeah, Dylan KJ. I don't know about y'all, but I started my day with my AG One. Oh, that's weird. That's how I start every day, David. Really? So, I don't know what you're trying to say. We literally use it every day. Take it for a number of reasons. Mainly, I don't like taking a bunch of pills, and and maybe I don't have the best dietary practices. Maybe I don't. How about I just wake up, walk to the pantry, get a little scoop of AG One, put it in about six to eight ounces of water, shake it up. And then I just drink it. I drink it up. You just feel your body come to life, man. It gives me so much energy. I feel I feel optimized. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and my favorite, adaptogens. Mm-hmm. Help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. Look, we got a, we got HD cameras in here now. You don't think I'm like concerned about, you know, looking alert, looking not old? I am very <laughs> concerned. That's why I take AG1 every morning. What, KJ? I'm realizing that my day would not have gone so smoothly if I hadn't woken up at 4.30 before the oobs got there to pick me up. Started with some AG1. Got to the airport to be here with you fine gentlemen. So thanks for that, Athletic Greens. How about this? This will blow your mind. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs. No nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And guess what? It still tastes very good. To make it easy to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, try the one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily nutritional insurance. KJ, are you around to go to the Dell match play? I just might be now that I think of it. We could probably... Mm. We got extra ticks. Mm. I think we could make that happen. People have been saying they want to see me and uh, Matt Fitzpatrick side by side. This could be the time. Well, just look at you next to me, and that's essentially (laughs) the same thing. We're the same guy. Maybe if I would have woken up and uh, hit the gym like Dylan tried to flex in our group chat, like slyly letting us know that he was off getting a lift in. Hey, today was chest day, dog. Super recognizer. Tell the story. Yeah, uh, not a big deal. Kind of a big deal. But uh, yeah, I was working out next to Shane Lowry this morning. Not Mike Lowry. Shane Lowry. At the... uh, the lifetime downtown location. He was up. He was stretching. Did some. Did some. <laughs> some light weighted lunges. But mostly just getting a stretch in. I'm so pissed that like an idiot. Yeah. I just glanced. I must have been in between, like in my layover. I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe lifetime was doing an event and Shane Lowry was actually putting on a stretch clinic. And I'm realizing oh. <laughs> in this moment, no. I didn't mean that literally. <laughs> no. Stre- stretching with Shane. <laughs> he was, he was doing this John up against the wall. That was looked pretty effective. I, he Cal- looks, he's more flexible than I am. I'm pretty sure a man of size. He is a large man, although not as large as you expected, right? Uh, he, I, I got six two vibes from him from TV. He's about he's about six flat. Would which he is give not you, small, of course. Like, like would he Irish make you nervous if, if he sat next to you on a podcast? Would he make you nervous? Okay. No. He seems very approachable. Right. <laughs> he's an Irishman. He's Irish. Yeah. Winner of the twenty nineteen Irish Open. stout joke. 
because we were talking physiques. Well, that was good. Yeah, I'm five sorry. people liked it out It's a there. fine joke. <laughs> a proper joke, if so, you will. Uh, and that's why I'm picking him to win um, the the WGC. Wow, really? He's, he's over from St. He's Patrick's. limber. Have you looked at the field? He's limber. It's a good field. He's, he worked out next to me, so that's good vibes right there. <laughs> I bet you, you totally bricked whatever lift you were doing when he walked by. No, nah, dude. I, I was, wouldn't be shocked if you dropped the weight and just shit your pants. I was I was repping out 450 with on deadlift. No, I was, do, I was doing deadies. You weren't doing 450. Deadies. I was doing deadies, KJ. You're complaining about your yeah, back. Yeah, I was I say your neck and your that. back have been a problem. Please oh, don't, don't go do, do 450. <laughs> no, nah, it was it was it was chill though. Um, any picks? Any hot uh, takes on who might win? I, I just shared that with you. you I know you pick Shane, but I'm saying anybody <laughs> that like Scott Scheffler's favored. He He's the number one player in he the world last year as well. Good player in his own right. Rom got his tummy in order. He'll be there. It is a, s- a solid lineup. Give me Seamus Power, though. Oh, oh, Seamus. Just because that name is ridiculous. Oh, Sheen. <laughs> sounds like a wrestler. Um, you know, I am kind of, I'm riding, I'm riding for my guy Victor Hovland, the number eight player in the world, I believe. But a name to look out for. Sahith Thigala, KJ. Yeah, we watched the documentary too, Dave. Notably from Southern California and nowhere else. <laughs> um, did you guys, I guess we could just talk since we're doing golf. I don't Do we know, know Finau's family's traveling with him or not? Okay. Sorry. That's a huge factor. Not allowed to ask that. Airbnb prices these days, especially in Austin, they've got to look for a bigger property. I love Dell Match Play Week because I like being out, like going to Matt's Hill Ranch on a Wednesday and knowing like, oh, Mike. Might see or uh, putting up big boy weight at lifetime. Holy shit! There's Adam Hadwin, <laughs> and the, yeah, because you're sitting with Brett, and he thinks you saw Adam Hadwin. Jesus it's Christ! Really, it's Lucas Herbert. It's just a generic white guy that's probably in real estate in Austin. Dude, get the <laughs> get the Zalatoris fuck out is of getting here! The short ribs at Carve? What? Dude, no way! <laughs> there's Taylor Montgomery. Yeah. Oh, T-Mont, we call him. Dude, T-Mont's here. No, uh, I do want to follow Minwoo Lee. Uh, if you remember him from uh, a week or two ago, you like his must your mustache. He's stash, and fan. he's also uh, I don't oh. know if they're actual M frames, but he's rocking the. Uh, he's swagged out. Yeah, swag lord. <laughs> uh, Randy Savage ones. Good looking swing too. Oh yeah. Um, I'm. I think I might make an unannounced appearance at Carve. Just to Why see. Why would you have to announce? Like it? just you sit go. on the other side of the. You know, like to see if Brett can have me. Oh, like be like, oh, KJ, you at Carve? And I'll be like, no, it's kind of offensive. Why would you think that? That's good. That's a good. Just bit. see if it happens or not. That's a good bit. Maybe we'll see. Anyways, KJ is gonna text be like, dude, you guys are not gonna believe it. <laughs> Carson Palmer. I'm at Carve and Brian Harmon <laughs> is sitting right over there, <laughs> what? the other end of the bar, and I swear to God, who walks in? None other than Ryan Fox <laughs> and Amanda Renner. Oh, gentle Ben well, might no be there longer. too. Friend of the show. We talked. We said hi to her at the Callaway thing. Oh, yeah. That's fine. She's very nice. Anyway. You want to talk Jordy? Oh, my God. I know you guys were glued to the Valspar. Mm. Oh, yeah. Big it, V. Um, I was following it via my cellular device, <laughs> and uh, I saw, I was like, oh, Spice, you know, he's at 10 under. He's tied, tied for the lead, three holes left. I guess I better go uh, f- put it on. This could get interesting. Um, Promptly blocked one into the water. The one place you really can't hit it. 
Miraculous bogey save. Makes a long putt to save bogey. Sticks it on 17, about 10 feet or so, maybe 12, I don't know. Uh, totally, totally wipes the putt. Never had a chance. Not enough on it. And that was that. So it's just, Spieth is, uh, I don't know if this is, I assume everybody here is a Spieth fan to some degree, Dylan especially. Yeah. Um, how does his how do his recent performances make you feel going into Augusta here next few weeks? Uh, he's swinging it well. Uh, mm -hmm. His his flat stick is failing him. He's a head case on the greens. What's a flat stick? I'm new here and I don't follow sports. Yeah, that's uh, just a term for putter. Right, the club that you right. use to putt with. Right. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's got a mental. He's got. He's, I I'm not going to go straight to the word yips. I don't think he has the yips, but he's got a mental block in there somewhere that's preventing him from putting well. Mm. Those short ones get them, man. Man, I, I think I got the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on golf? No. Uh, Danny Lee's putt was amazing. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Thursday. Is that a live putt? Yeah. Yeah, KJ's our live correspondent. Uh, I'm going to go full transparency. Um, I ordered a live hat like a week and a half ago. The shipping... ETA on this is very questionable. What did that cost in really blood, hoping, blood dollars? Uh, my blood for this hat that's undoubtedly probably made in a sweatshop, like 37 plus shipping. Uh, I should have chosen like rush shipping because I thought it'd be here in time to show up and wear it today. Who coined the term sweatshop? Uh, I watched a terrible movie on Netflix where they like made the joke that it was where sweatpants were made. I think that was class on in. It's bad. It's not a good joke. It's not, but whatever. I don't know. Maybe it seems like an HVAC problem more so than a labor issue. Anyways, that's okay. all I got on the live tour. He just, if he had a mic in his hand, he would have dropped it right there. <laughs> History will, will respect that and look, look back upon that joke kindly. Look forward to me and my live hat on an upcoming episode sometime I mean, soon. Your you boy's got to invest in some hats or re-up on the Nutrafol. It's happening, folks. Oh, no. It's happening. Have you looked into microneedling? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you should. Anyway, we don't have to do that here. Um, we'll talk <laughs> afterward. I think it's time we party. Or do we even have anything to party on? We've kind of covered we everything. Just run it back. It's been no, a dis disjointed show. Let's run it back. What is that exactly? It's a seg segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Okay. Dylan is on marriage number two. <laughs> the male body can only run it back one time. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Fuck this bitch-ass white boy. <laughs> Dave to student-athlete, possibly a teenager in the NCAA tourney. I am a white man. Interim head coach Rodney Terry looks like fictional drug kingpin Gus Fring. It was a 10-year investigation. Dylan was putting up more weight than Shane Lowry at Lifetime. And finally, shout out to Brent Rooker, who did not bail on Dylan in Verdansk, I like, unlike someone else. <laughs> I like the idea that like you were like just alphaing Shane Lowry. <laughs> and like he just is like, all right, man, I'm going to go uh, play a practice round because I get paid to play golf. See you later, I man. You get paid quite handsomely. And you're over, yeah. you're over here. Like, yeah, like, fuck you. You got a weight belt on. <laughs> and you're just like veins <laughs> popping out of your face. Chalk all over his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, mate. Smelling salts. I don't think that's Shout out Shane. Accent. We're looking for you to do big things out there this weekend. Was he the dude? Okay. Yes. You said you saw it. You were I getting did. beers. I'm 
We did. Huh? Fuck you. We saw him. Uh, we saw him drain one with the wedge on at ACC a few years ago. The, I don't know what the hole. lake hole tournament lake hole. The one you hit it over the lake. Yeah, good stuff, man. <laughs> I used to call me Lake Hole. Uh, and that concludes Run It Back. Hey, shout out to Brent Rooker. I just, I just shout him. It's clearly I just said that. I just yeah. want to shout. I want to give him a double shout. Congrats out. on the good kid. dude. Congrats on the kid having a good spring. Best of luck uh, making the cut. I'll be following him this year, if not playing with him uh, on the show. Guarantee that. So you're guaranteeing that. Bet he might be a pirate within three weeks. Well, KJ, it's, it's been nice having you in studio. It's felt great. How, how did this feel? How do you think this went? Did you have fun? You know, um, really, it's the best experience anyone could ever ask for. You guys just made it so natural. Just welcoming with open arms. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, but Randy. <laughs> and we bought you a sandwich. Yeah, yeah well, we're going to deduct that from your way. paycheck, though. I put it on the company okay. card. Yeah, just so you know. Just letting you know. Okay. All right, well, we will see you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye-bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.